Have you ever wondered how to truly instill in your child the truth about who God is? This is the topic of today's episode on the Dorenda Wilson podcast. Welcome, moms. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books at DorendaWilson.com. And you can also find them on Amazon. You can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. Now, I know many of you have been listening for a while. Some of you are new listeners, but regardless, if you have not taken the time to leave a rating or review, I would really, really appreciate it. You can just do it from whatever platform that you are listening from. And what this does is it helps get the podcast out to other moms. And the purpose is that they will be encouraged as well. So if you have a minute to do that, please do that. And all of you who have done it, Thank you so much. The podcast is growing leaps and bounds. We hit 124,000 downloads this month and um, and it just keeps growing. And so I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm honored to be able to uh, just speak encouragement into your lives and um, bring you resources that I think are helpful and valuable to you. One of those resources is CTC Math. I've been talking about CTC for a while and many of you have gone ahead and tried it out. And I recently heard a testimony from one of the moms. She actually emailed me with this and she said that she now has her son on CTC Math. He is her oldest of five and he loves it. Um, He told her that he likes that he can move move on faster than their previous material allowed. It's also freed the mom up to spend more time, uh, focus time with her two and three-year-olds, which is really fantastic. Can't we all use that, right? It's This is a wonderful thing about homeschooling these days. I always say if you can't homeschool, I mean, there's just no reason that we can't homeschool are very few reasons that we can't um, with all the resources that are out there um, is my point. We have so much available to us. In fact, it's sometimes overwhelming. So I think it's really great to have um, some direction from people we trust in. Hopefully that I am one of those people. And so I would love for you to check out ctcmath.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, They actually offer a free trial as well, which is something I think is super, super helpful. So uh, again, I'll leave a link in the show notes. All right. So we know that a person's view of God affects their entire life. Um, The view that our kids have of God will determine whether they will embrace biblical Christianity for themselves or not. Imparting this knowledge is an essential. It's not an optional part of parenting our kids in the faith. But what does that look like with feet on the ground in a practical way? Where do we start? How young do we start? Today, I've invited Elizabeth Urbanowitz from Foundation Worldview to answer these and other questions. She has been on the podcast before. I'll share the links to the other episodes she's done with me. But Elizabeth is a follower of Jesus who is passionate about equipping kids to understand the truth of the biblical worldview. Elizabeth spent the first decade of her professional career teaching elementary students at a Christian school. After completing her master's in Christian apologetics at Biola University, 
Elizabeth started Foundation Worldview, an organization that helps Christian adults equip children to carefully evaluate every idea and understand the truth of the biblical worldview. So welcome back, Elizabeth. We're so happy to have you here with us again today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. And again, Dorinda, it's always a joy to be with you. Well, I'm excited. Um, I've actually had the opportunity to start going through this series with our son. And I know mm-hmm. that most of you know our son is older. He's uh, He just turned 19, um, but he is on the spectrum and he's a super smart kid. But the way that he learns is actually typically in a simple, simple way. And so I have been going through this with him and the repetition has actually been super great for him. I'm having him type out um, each lesson, what the main point of the lesson was and the scripture that went with it. So he'll have a, a document when he's done on just in a, just a simple document with all the main points and all the scriptures that went with it. So he can reference that anytime. Um, and so the talking about it and the repetition and all of that has actually been really good for him. And at first I thought, oh, is he, because it's made, it's created for, um, it is created for, uh, children four and up, right, Elizabeth? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do that, obviously you have to speak to the youngest child. (laughs) And so I told him that up front. I said, okay, Elizabeth made this for, to go down to four-year-olds. So she's going to speak to the youngest child. And so that's why things are kind of simple. And we're going to, she does some hand things and some different, different things that you would do with kids. And that's all I said. And he was totally fine with going Hmm. through it. So that's been really, really cool and been a huge blessing. And so I wanted to share that because I think it's important for moms out there who maybe have kids who are, um, have special needs or learning issues, or um, they just know that their kids learn best with something simple. Don't be afraid to use something that, you know, goes down to, you know, uh, is Hmm. is made for four and up, Um, especially when it comes to God's word. I feel like we want our kids to be able to really take it in and really embrace it. So, um, th- and this is a very new um, curriculum that you've just recently published. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We just released it in the summer of 2023. So as we're recording this podcast, it's only been out for a few months now. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start at the kind of the basics. Um, I think that we all kind of know that it's important to teach our kids the attributes of God. Um, But can you share with us why you think it's so important? Yeah, there's a few reasons why I think this is important. And the first one um, actually just has to do with even why I created this curriculum. I got the idea one afternoon. It was a Sunday afternoon. I had taken two little boys from my church. They were brothers. At the time, they were four and five. I had taken them home to my house for lunch and to play just so their parents could go out on a date. And when we were, before we were eating lunch, I said, okay, let's pray. And we prayed. And then one of the boys looked at me and he goes, wait. So is God here with us or is he with mommy and daddy? You know, because most of the time they're with their parents. And so he was thinking, wait a minute, is God here or is he there? And I said, that is such a great question. And so then, you know, like I took them to scripture that talked about, you know, not God not being housed in a human temple, you know, and God can be everywhere, you know, in Psalm 139, that there's nowhere we can go from his spirit. And then I said, I'm going to teach you boys a big word that I want to see if you can remember to tell your mommy and your daddy. And I said, God is omnipresent. That means God is everywhere. And so we practiced it, you know, a bunch of times. And then by the time I brought them home, they were, they were like, mommy, mommy, we learned something new. 
And they were so excited to share the word with their mom. And then she said, okay, that's a big word. What does it mean? And they said, it means God is everywhere. God is with you. God is with us. God is with our grandparents. And so it was so exciting for them to see. Um, And so the first reason I think that we need to teach this to our kids is just to give them an accurate picture of who God is to clear up some confusion Mm -hmm. that might be in their mind. Because our natural tendency as humans is to view God through the lens of who we are. That's Mm -hmm. just natural in this fallen state that we view everything through the lens of who we are. But God is completely other than us. And so we want to clear up these misconceptions for our kids that, you know, like, yes, God has invited us to reflect parts of who he is, but we are not God. You know, we can only be in one place at one time, but that's not like God. You know, if our, if our mom's somewhere and our dad's somewhere else, like we can choose to be with our mom or we can choose to be with our dad, but it's not the same with God. God is everywhere. And so that's the first reason why I think that it's so important just at the very basic level to clear up these misconceptions. But then as we think about our children growing and aging and, you know, becoming teens and then young adults, we want to make sure, you know, as they are making their faith their own, you know, which is what we hope and pray and work for, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. I hope, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why many of your listeners are homeschooling. Um, We want kids to know and love and trust Jesus. And we want to make sure they have an accurate understanding of who he is. Because as I've listened recently, um, just to a number of stories from well-known people in the evangelical community who have, um, quote unquote, uh, deconstructed their Mm -hmm. faith, you know, Mm -hmm. who have chosen to left Christianity, sorry, chosen to leave Christianity. Um, As I've heard them describe God, I'm like, that is not the God of the Bible Mm. that they're describing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously we don't ultimately have any control over whether our children will choose to love and trust Jesus all the days of their lives. But what we can do is we can make sure that they at least have an accurate understanding of who God is and that we're doing all that we can to stir the affections of their heart towards Him. So I think for those two reasons, you know, to prepare our little ones to to have an accurate understanding of who God is and how very different He is from us. And then thinking as our children grow and mature, making sure that as they're, you know, choosing whether or not they're going to follow Jesus, that they have an accurate picture of who He is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree, because I think that if they see Him for who He is, there's a, mm-hmm. for real, that, that, that there will be a desire for Him. And, and that's mm-hmm. where I think that the enemy is very good at throwing a lot of lies and a lot of things that we don't realize um, ideas about God that are just communicated in so many different ways um, that can confuse our children. And so being intentional about making sure that they fully have been taught who God is, um, is just, it's such a gift to them. And I think it brings clarity and security Mm -hmm. also as well. Um, So it it can be challenging to teach these kind of big concepts to kids. So how do you go about teaching the attributes of God to children? Yes. Well, in some of the ways that you already mentioned, as you were describing the curriculum, we try to keep it very simple. And that we focus on one main truth, you know, one main attribute of mm-hmm. who God is in a lesson. And we'll, you'll, we'll go to one passage of scripture and read through it with the kids. We'll talk about that attribute. And then we'll compare and contrast that with 
who we are. For example, one of the attributes of God that we cover is that God is self-sufficient. God doesn't need anything outside of himself. And so what we have the kids do first is we have them either, you know, come up with a list or draw pictures of what are all of the things that you need to survive. You know, we humans, mm-hmm. we need air, we need food, <laughs> we need water, we need clothing, we need shelter, we need love, we need all of these things. And then we take them to scripture to look at what does God need? Well, God doesn't need anything outside of himself. He has everything that he needs. And then we teach them, you know, the big term that God is self-sufficient. God doesn't need anything outside of himself. And we have them practice it a few times. And then we play a game with them. You know, we have them look at, okay, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things. And if this is something that God needs, you know, you're going to point your hand hand up. If this is something that we humans need, you know, you're going to point your hands to yourself. And we go through all of these things. And obviously for each one of them, the, the child's hand is pointed towards themselves because all of the things that we mentioned are things that we mm-hmm. humans need. And so mm-hmm. we want our kids to understand, oh, you know, it's not that God is magical, you know, or that he is a superhero. He's God. (laughs) You know, he doesn't need anything outside of himself where we are dependent on so many different people and things. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we try to do. We just try to look at, okay, how has God designed our children? How has he designed them to learn best? And then we follow Mm -hmm. that plan by teaching them a truth about God, rooting it in scripture, and then playing some kind of game that's going to compare and contrast that attribute of God with who we are so that the kids walk away knowing, oh, wow, God is so different than I am. And that is such a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I love that you use physical activity during Mm -hmm. the lessons because I think that really helps kids absorb what because they have a lot of wiggles, you know, we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to involve them, you know, you have gestures and different things that you can do um, that you do with the kids and as you ask questions and things like that. And so um, I love that aspect of it as well. And that's why I think it's such a good, a good fit um, for yes, kids. We're- we're actually very intentional as we're creating these materials. Actually, when we write out the script for what I'm going to say in the teaching videos, anytime the kids are moving their bodies, we make it a different color mm. so that just when we look over a whole script, you know, we can look, okay, where are all the places they're moving their bodies? And if there's wow. ever a place where there's too much, you know, just plain black text, mm-hmm, we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we need to include something here, whether we're telling them, you know, to sit down every time they know the right answer or put their right. hands on their heads, because that's just how God has created us as humans. And especially especially for young ones, that they need something physical attached in order for them to really retain the information. So that's just a way we try to be very developmentally appropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and it's very systematic. Like, that's what I love about it. It's just um, the kids are going to know what to expect after they've done, Mm -hmm. uh, gone through a couple of lessons. They're going to know, you know, oh, this is coming next. This is coming, which I think kids love. Yeah. They, they like to be able to anticipate that. Um, at least, of course, I'm only in the first several lessons. So, um, but I love also the PDF that's included with it. You've got a little um, worksheet for the for the mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's great. We're not using that, but I do go through it because sometimes there's a question on there or something that I that actually can relate to our our mm. older son. And so, um, that's that's really nice for parents though to be able to to print that up. And then you have um, information for teaching that particular, right? You have, you have the video and then, so what's the, what's the third one? The one where the parents can watch it. What's on that one? Can you tell the parents? Yes. 
so we have what we call an overview video. And so that's a video just to give parents a little bit of behind the scenes look mm-hmm. at what's coming up so that they can anticipate it. And also just kind of like, I just gave you a little bit of behind the scenes, like, Hey, we make we on our scripts, you know, we make the movement a different color right. to make sure we've included movement. We give parents just a little bit of a sneak peek of mm-hmm. why we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and explaining the brain chemistry behind it. So mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, Hey, when we do repetition, it's not because we don't have anything better to do right. or we're trying to fill time. <laughs> it's just that with the way God has designed our children's minds on average, they need seven exposures to the same content mm-hmm. before it really sticks and is mm-hmm. solidified. So the reason that we go over these things again and again and again and again is because that aligns with God's design mm-hmm. for the human mind. So we just create a short video for parents just to give them a heads up and to explain what's coming up and also some of just really the brain research behind what we're doing and why we're right, doing it. Right. I love that. I so appreciate that because, you know, a lot of us, you know, we're starting out parenting. We're still learning where our kids are developmentally. Right. What does that mean? How do we teach them? And that information can help us teach them other things as well. So yes. uh, we're almost kind of like training the parents a little bit as well, how to teach their child. And I love that. So uh, there's a lot there. Okay. So the curriculum divides the attributes of God into two categories, the incommunicable attributes of God, um, which are the attributes only God possesses and the communicable attributes of God, um, which are the attributes that God invites us to reflect. So can you explain why you divide the attributes like this? Yes. Well, this is not original to me. I am nowhere near smart enough to come up with this on my own, but this is how many different theologians have categorized God's attributes in the past. Mm -hmm. And the reason that we chose to follow this pattern is because, again, we thought it would really um, align with God's design for the child mind, that we wanted kids to spend, you know, 13 lessons focusing on how God is completely other, you know, how he is completely different from us. And just to, you know, just to create awe, you know, as we should have this appropriate awe for who God is. And then we also wanted um, to help them understand that the reason that we are called to do certain things, you know, the reason that we are called to live in a way that is good, in a way that is just, in a way that is faithful, in a way that is loving, is because those are attributes of God that He invites us to reflect. Mm -hmm. And being His image bearers, it's our call and it's our privilege to reflect those qualities. Now, in that second section where we cover these communicable attributes or the attributes that God invites us to reflect, we're always pointing back to the gospel. And, you know, like when we cover a concept like faithfulness, we talk about, you know, how our faithfulness is always changing, that sometimes we are incredibly faithful and other times we break our promises. You know, whether that's because we're actually doing what's wrong and we're intentionally breaking our promise, or because, you know, just something happens, you know, we promise right. a friend that we're going to meet them somewhere, you know, and then there's traffic, you know, like, and right. we're 10 minutes late, just, you know, with forces beyond our control. But that's not the same with God because God is unchanging. And so his faithfulness never changes. And so we're always pointing back to the gospel that, you know, like we can't do this perfectly. And because of that, God sent 
Jesus. And Mm. when Jesus died in our place, he bore God's wrath on our behalf. And now if we turn from our sin and we trust in Jesus, when God looks at us, he sees Jesus's faithfulness. He sees Jesus's goodness. He sees Jesus's mercy. He sees Jesus's love. All of those are things that we are clothed in because of what Jesus has done for us. So that's why we chose to break him up in this way. We wanted kids to first understand how very different God is from us. And then for them to understand that God has, you know, invited us into this grand story and commanded us to reflect him in these ways. But in our fallen state, we can't do that perfectly, which is Mm -hmm. why we need Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. It's such a wonderful way to tie the gospel in uh, repeatedly with our children. And Mm -hmm. and I think also we all have, um, I think most of us have at least one child who's a perfectionist. And so Mm. (laughs) this would speak to that child and saying, look, it's, you know, it's, you're not going to do this perfectly, but you, 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 you do your best and understand that grace is there, that God, Jesus Mm. did it all perfectly. So we don't have to, but all that we do is very, very acceptable to God. He loves it. He's, um, he's, he's, uh, you know, proud of us. He's, he's, you know, receiving what we're offering um, fully. And so I think that's so important. Okay. So what are some of the attributes? Um, you just tell us a, a few more of the attributes that you cover in this curriculum. Yes. Well, one of, you know, it's probably not right to have favorite attributes of God because all of God's attributes are perfect. But I should say one of the ones that I enjoy teaching to children most is the fact that God is immutable, which means he's unchanging. Mm -hmm. Because this is something that it's so hard. We we so frequently get wrong because again, we view God through the lens of who we are. And when we think about ourselves, you know, we're constantly changing and that hopefully we're being confused formed more into the image of Jesus, you know, so Mm -hmm. hopefully we're being sanctified, but we're also changing in that we're aging. And, you know, even just on a day-to-day, hour-by-hour basic basis, like our mood changes, Mm -hmm. like our emotions change. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. we wake up and we're on the right side of the bed. You know, sometimes we wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we're in a, you know, a wrong mood Mm -hmm. where it's not like that with God, that God is consistent. He is who he is and he is unchanging. And so if we and our children can really understand this, then I think we can understand so many of God's other attributes in in a more complete way. Because Mm -hmm. I just think about, you know, how often I've heard someone say, you know, I just, I just really struggle to believe that God has forgiven me for, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And I understand that because when I think about my forgiveness, you know, forgiveness is a really hard thing for me because, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody comes and repents of something and and I forgive them, that that's a beautiful thing. It's something I'm called to, but it's a day-by-day choice. You know, the, mm-hmm. the next day I still remember that that person sinned against me in that right. way. And I have to choose all, all over again to forgive them. And there are times when I'm tempted, you know, to bring up that thing that I've forgiven them for. Or there mm-hmm. are times when I'm tempted to just completely view that person through the lens of how they've treated me. However, God is not like that. His forgiveness, His mercy, His grace is unchanging. It's because he is unchanging. He is immutable. So that is one of my favorite attributes to get to teach kids because once we cover that lesson, I think in almost every lesson after that lesson, we just hearken back to the fact that God is immutable. God never changes. So Mm -hmm. therefore, you know, his presence 
with us. You know, his knowledge, his power, those things are unchanging. His wisdom is unchanging. His goodness is unchanging. His justice is unchanging. So that's one of my favorite attributes to teach children. Um, and then another one that I really, uh, I really enjoy is that God is good. And we talk about what that means, that God is good. And we describe it as God is good. God always acts kindly toward his creation. Um, because sometimes if we talk about God being good, kids just think, you know, like of a thumb stuck up in the air, like, like right. good job or good right. work, you know? And it's like, well, yes, God is always as he should be, which is what we mean when we were like, good job or good work. But when we, the Bible talks about God's goodness, it's talking about his kindness towards creation. And what I love about talking through this attribute is we talk about how sometimes in this fallen world, God's kindness does not feel like Mm -hmm. kindness. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when someone suffers from a sickness, you know, or when someone doesn't treat us the way that they should treat us, all of these things are acts of God's kindness towards us because God is using them to be good for us, you know, to conform mm -hmm. us more into the image of Jesus. And so I really love getting to teach this attribute to kids because it's something that shows us that we can rest in the security of who God is, whether everything is going well or whether it seems like nothing mm -hmm. is going well, you know, mm -hmm. that we can trust in God's goodness because he is using all things, as Romans 8, 29 says, to conform us more into the image of his son. Um, so those are, those are two of my favorite attributes to cover with children. I also love talking about things like God's justice, that God always does what is right and punishes sin, just because mm -hmm. that's that's an attribute of God that I think in our culture is really often overlooked, that we tend to think, oh, think like, oh, you know, a good God wouldn't judge. Where we give kids examples and we say, you know, what if your little brother came into your room and he took your favorite car and he didn't ask for permission to use it and then he broke it and then he just threw it back in your room all broken? What would happen if your parents just looked at that and said, mm, it's not a big deal and let him get away with it? You know, even little kids understand, you know, this sure. feeling of anger mm -hmm. that we would feel because our parents have not acted justly. And then we talk about, you know, would it be, would God be a good God if he looked at, you know, some someone who had hurt someone else or someone who had murdered someone, you know, and just said, mm, it's not a big deal. I'll let it slide. And we talk about, no, like in order to be good, God has to be just, he has to do what is right and punish sin. But then, you know, after that, we go into God's mercy and how, because of Jesus, God can be merciful. He cannot give us the punishment that we deserve. So I just, if you can't tell, I get really excited yeah, about I talking with it. kids about God's attributes. I love it. No. And I, what you said about the unchangeableness, I would say, you know, uh, if I had a, a favorite quote unquote, that would be mine too. Um, just mm. because it does tie into all the other attributes. And mm -hmm. I think also in the culture that we live in, things are changing so quickly at mm. such a rapid pace in so many areas that it, it, it's almost difficult to imagine that something wouldn't change, you hmm. know? And so to know that God is unchanging, I think that was something I have hung on to over and over mm. and over again, as you go through different, you know, seasons of life, you're like you right. said, you know, different ups and downs emotionally. And, you know, as moms, we all know hormonally, those kinds of things, um, you know, that to know that even though 
I feel like this. God is unchanging. Mm. It's something to be thankful for in the midst of, um, you know, just really feeling your humanity, <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> it's kind of a, a place to plant our feet, I feel like. Um, this is yes. solid rock. So thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap things up here with a one last question. What are you hoping that young children will walk away with after completing the attributes of God? And quite frankly, I think parents are going to walk away with uh, some mm-hmm. a lot as well. But tell us what you are hoping for. Well, my ultimate hope is that children and their parents will mm. walk away with a deep awe of who God is and a desire to continue seeking Him. Mm-hmm. Because we talk about at the end of this curriculum, we say, you know, now do you know everything that you need to know about God? No, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just the beginning mm-hmm. of our getting to know who God is. You know, we're never going to fully understand Him, but we can know Him. So mm-hmm. ultimately, my goal is that children and their parents would walk away with just a deeper awe of who God is and a love for Him and a desire to continue seeking him because mm. we know that you know that's what we're supposed to do in mm-hmm. this life and God designed us to bring him glory and we do that when we are seeking him. Mm. I love that. I love that. Well, can you tell parents how to uh, connect with you and get a hold of this curriculum? Yes. Well, if you can remember our organization's name, then you can very easily find us. <laughs> um, so our name is Foundation Worldview. And you can find us by going to foundationworldview.com. That's foundationworldview.com. All right. Well, we will definitely include that in the show notes. And uh, thanks so much for being here with us. Would you mind going ahead and closing in a word of prayer? I would love to. Thank you. Mm -hmm. God, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for being a good God. We thank you for being faithful. We thank you for loving us. And we thank you for your mercy, for not treating us according to our sins. And God, I just pray over all of the moms who are listening, Lord. I thank you for their love for you. I thank you for their desire to seek you and to raise up their children in the fear and instruction of you. And Lord, I just pray um, that For the moms who are listening, Lord, no matter what they're going through today, Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would remind them of the promise that you are working all things together for their good by using all things to conform them more into the image of your son. And I ask, Lord, that the children who are represented by the moms listening, Lord, that they would come to know you, that they would love you, that they would trust you, and that they would seek you all the days of their lives. We love you, Lord, and pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 